An under-equipped and ill-prepared milk toast is thrust into the high-stakes world of insurance conventions in the upper Midwest. His inexperience and naivete serve as a foil to highlight the corruption, rampant sexual escapades, and drug and alcohol abuse plaguing an organization cloaked under the guise of Christian morals and beliefs. While partaking and thriving in the debaucherous underbelly, he simultaneously exposes the true nature of the industry exclusively to the benefit of his co-conspirators. The contradictory nature of his exploits mirror the contradictory nature of insurance itself. Guys, let's talk about Cedar Rapids. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent at she just killed a helicopter with a car. Who's that, boys? All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging, son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. A hey, lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News. I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. Welcome back. Shut up. <laughs> Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. Welcome back, Kyle. Uh, hi. Happy to be here, I guess. <laughs> this is a special episode because this episode kicks off June C. Riley. So on the heels Ow! of Matthew Lillard, we are jumping into June C. Riley. When you got a word like June and you got a word like John, it's just obvious you're mm-hmm. going to play on those, you know. Right. It's, it's just right there. How could he not? You just can't help it, really. No. Is this real? We are once again joined by host of Jana the Plana podcast. Jana Price is back. What up to all my Plana fans, motherfuckers? Yeah. By all of them, she means the both of you. Yeah. Her mom and Kyle, because... She I makes Kyle listen. And I don't listen. He says he listens. Yeah. I put it on yeah. before bed, but yeah. I turn the volume down. What do I have planned for June? So we are excited for June C. Riley, and we're excited that Jana's back on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, don't speak for me. I'm not excited about Jana being on. I'm excited about June C. Riley. Okay. I'm well, still you don't a little. Need to be rude. Well, I'm not being rude. I'm being honest, well, look, and I think honesty is valued. At if a time we had like our this. choice for this, it'd be we'd want Brandon and we'd want Pollard. Obviously, mm-hmm. after that, we'd want Dan. We'd want Matt. We'd want Alex. We wouldn't want Mike. So you'd fall in. <laughs> Right above him. Right above Mike, yeah. I'd like to get, you know, uh, Mark McGrath, friend of ours, on the pod above Jana, probably. Aaron, Aaron Carter would be a good Aaron get. Aaron Carter would be oh, a great okay. get. Yeah. Well, you got you really know how to make someone feel pumped up. And... If we're talking women, like a Rachel McAdams would be fun to get on here. 
kind of yeah, pick her Catherine brain. Manheim. She's so charming. Catherine Manheim, absolutely. Tell us about what was the practice like. Oh my gosh, Kathy Bates, can you imagine Kathy how Bates would be stern great. and no nonsense she'd be? <laughs> Melissa McCarthy would be great. Melissa McCarthy. Who's Kathy Bates? Um, Kristen Wiig would be great. Maria Sharapova. Yeah. I'd like ah. to. I think she's banging Sasha Vujicic. Still? I think they're like engaged. How do you something. say that last name? Vujicic. Hmm. Vujicic. Give it a try. Vujicic. Nice. Yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> Huge free throws here. to step up, not playing much in a pressure situation. NBA Finals Game 7. Vujicic, the 25-year-old from Slovenia, with a chance to make it a four-point game. Oh, clutch free throws from Sasha Vujicic. And Doc Rivers calls his final timeout. Uh, we are kicking June C. Riley off with Cedar Rapids. The most critically acclaimed June C. Riley movie, probably. Who is um, Riley? Or John C. Riley? Probably, yeah. No, that makes uh, sense. Dean Z, the Pollard guy. Oh, love him. Yeah. Great. Let's go around and just kind of talk about how much we like John C. Riley to uh, start things off this month. Sure. Joel, you want to go ahead? Well, you know. When I heard that we were doing June C. Riley, I thought, well, duh, it's about time. And uh, I'm just glad we were able to kick off a movie that celebrates such an amazing city. I know Aaron will talk about his experiences with Cedar Rapids later. I won't. <laughs> yeah. All um... right. Well said, Joel. Uh, Jana, your thoughts on John C. Riley? He has, he's, he's got a, Aaron, we've talked about the idea of switching our head hair with our pubes. Mm -hmm. Um, his hair kind of reminds me of if that happened. So I'm wondering if his pubes are actually just straight, soft, <laughs> just like, thick locks. Like a ponytail. Yes. Like beautiful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting take on June C. Right <laughs> I like it. And they do the switch and you just like, oh, damn, his hair is yeah. beautiful up top yeah. now. Like. He, he parts it in half and does two braids that just frame his dick. Mm. <laughs> like wow. just, hello. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning yeah. a lot. It's, so yeah. how long would these have to be? Like, Oh, long and strong, baby. Yeah. We're yeah. not low to show around here. No. Like, is, is his underwear, like, they're, they're boxers, but they look like briefs because, like, there's so much pubes down there? Well, we know he's a boxer man from the, uh, the footage in the movie. Yeah, big, and big those boxers. were enormous <laughs> boxers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they reminded me of that first when you like got your mom to buy you boxers and you just got the most cardboardy, like <laughs> gross material, elastic waist boxers. And you're like, all right, I guess this is And like the elastic waist like wears out and then they just become very loose and probably yeah. fall off eventually. Yeah, your boxers start sagging. You're yeah. like, oh, this isn't a good scenario. Yeah. yeah. And it's uh And it's like, what is it even supporting? Yeah. What are boxers supporting, honestly? Nothing. They're, They're not supporting your balls. They're supporting my man box. I remember talking to a boy, a little boy, uh, about this man box. Honestly, I think he's a really overrated actor. He was really bad in Shakedown. Um, which is a really good movie, a Sam Elliott performance no, no, that's no, no, awesome. No, no, no. Uh, I just I can't understand. I usually make of confusing John C. McGinley with John C. Riley. You're doing it in reverse. Who's John C. McGinley? M little C capital G I N L E Y. So let's uh, jump into Cedar Rapids. First impressions of Cedar Rapids. Kyle, what was your first impression? Oh uh, shit, of Cedar Rapids. Um. 
All right. I saw this movie when it came out on DVD, I think, uh, back. Good for you. What year is this? 2011. 2011. So in the last decade, I've grown to hate Ed Helms so much mm. from playing the same character. Andy from The Office. He's so annoying. Thank you. I just want to punch him in the face. And like when this movie came out, I yeah. wasn't at that level yet. And I just, I'm so sick of that fucker. He's that just a nerdy just, white guy that sings kind of okay well. Yeah. And Gets flustered. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. if he plays He's a different a role, mm -hmm. we watched um, Coffee and Kareem recently and I enjoyed that. He was like a cop. It was like a little bit yeah, different. He still, still played a nerd yeah. sort of, but right. like definitely edgier. Mm -hmm. And like, that was cool. But when he plays this like sad, mopey, lame piece of shit guy, like I'm just over it. So. He, he just represents like the Midwest and the color beige. Interesting. This movie does too. In a lot of <laughs> yes. This movie does too. In a lot of ways. Yeah, no, it's a it's an okay movie, and I think if Ed Helms wasn't in it, it'd be a lot better. Who do you think should have played it? Him. Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw this movie in theaters also. I really loved this movie when it came out. I don't like Ed Helms as much anymore. Mm -hmm. So that made me not like the movie as much. I really liked uh, John C. Riley. Mm -hmm. Jana, first impression. <sighs> well, I hate. <laughs> I was like, I think, I think that said it all right there. That was a really. Never seen someone so sad for. A no, 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 no. Well, again, it was a movie I've never heard of and had never seen, so it was like, all right, here we go. Um, and you know, the title of the movie, I just really had no idea like where. You thought it was going to be like a uh, Bigfoot Rapids movie, like without a paddle, we're getting you Kinda, back on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, I can redeem myself with my canoeing knowledge exactly. and camping yes. enthusiasm. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, well, a couple things that came up for me. I I hate insurance. I mean, we need it, but, like, it's annoying. And are also, you it's like, sure that and you it was also insurance? like, what insurance are they selling? Just, like, anything? Home life auto insurance. Um, I also, like, I really hated his haircut. Mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to shave his head the whole time. Right away, the names in the movie were crazy, where I was like, I don't know who the fuck anybody is. <laughs> Everything was like, yeah. tilapia de boobies, dada. Introducing and it was just... tilapia de boobies. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally... It's a fish strip club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then finally... I was really stoked about the name of the insurance, Brown Star. Anyways, that was my right. first impression. Joel, first impression. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I did not see this movie when it first came out. I hadn't even heard of it. I saw it year. And I mean, I'm an I'm an Ed Helms, you know, head over here. So, you know, you guys ragging on him. I mean, I get it, but you know, I ride or die for him. You and ride you, or die for Ed no, Helms. No, he rides. I, you would not lay down your life for him. Yeah. <laughs> I do not believe that. If you and Ed Helms uh, are walking point. down the good street point. together and someone pulls a gun, you're not jumping in front of Ed Helms. You're running away. No, because he only got one podcast. If we did a whole month of Ed Helms, if we did, you know, I don't know what month it would be, but... February. <laughs> Fed. February. <laughs> All right. Let's jump into the <laughs> Ryan Pollard Memorial Plot Rundown. P P Professor, Memorial Professor P. 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 I like that. <laughs> Professor P. P. <laughs> Professor P. P. 
This one's for you, PP man. All right, so we meet John Holmes. Uh, John Holmes? I mean, Ed Helms. I'm sorry. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that image, though. Yeah. Dirk Diggler, he shows his dong. Who the fuck is John Holmes? I don't know who He's anybody is. Val Kilmer played him in a movie called Wonderland. Who the fuck is yeah, Val right. Kilmer? Oh. Oh. Doc Holliday? Huh? Val <laughs> Tombstone? <laughs> I know. T- the, yeah. I Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, blue tank top with big old titties. What? <laughs> Wait, what am I thinking of? I don't know. You said blue tank talk <laughs> and big old titties. We're thinking of Angelina Jolie in the video game. Big blue tank. Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> Tombstone is a Kurt Russell Western from like 1993. Well. I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your huckleberry. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sigourney Weaver shows up, and there's a... Sexy... Who's Sigourney Weaver? <laughs> uh, Galaxy Quest. Do you know who Sigourney Weaver is? <laughs> She's the, uh, the old Not girlfriend. fucking clue. <laughs> the old girlfriend that he's with. You know Who's like, he? The one that Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver is the one Ed Helms is banging at the beginning of the movie. The teacher. Oh, she kind of looks like my mom. Do you know what she's from? Save that for SOS. Uh, Galaxy <laughs> Quest or whatever it is. Because you heard Aaron say it? What did you say? I said Galaxy <laughs> Quest. Oh, I maybe I subconsciously heard Have you it. seen Ghostbusters? Yeah, she's the like OG one that An turns alien? into like, a wolf or whatever. Alien? An aliens? I... I haven't seen it. Jana had to run out uh, with an emergency, so it's going to be the three of us taking this one home. <laughs> I'm surprised Jana was confused in the with the names in the movie because she's usually so good with names. Yeah, Tim and Rick. And... <laughs> There's like people that I've known for years that I don't know their names. Your dad yesterday <laughs> kept calling her Quint. <laughs> So I think that's where you get it from. He also used to call Lacey, like, what was her Lucy. name? Lucy. Lucy. For like 12 fucking years. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead, Armand. <laughs> All right, so Scorny Weaver shows up. They have a uh, sexy sex scene. Is he wearing Crocs in that sex scene with his socks? Crocs with socks? I love eating nuts. <laughs> I do not want your socks in Crocs. <laughs> um... It's revealed he had a crush on her in school. Then we go to the Brown Star Insurance office, and we see uh, Thomas Lennon's commercial. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool. Two Thomas Lennon's awards. a cool guy. Jana, you know Thomas Lennon. He was in The Beatles. Happiness is a warm gun. The Beatles are coming. <laughs> I'm not originally from London. London uh, Bridge. Yeah. London Bridge is that way. Yeah. <laughs> Poppycock. Poppycock. Um, we meet Stephen Root. He's stoked on the whole Two Diamonds Award. Helms is a real beta in the office, it looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, Lennon's running this shit. Yeah. 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 No, Helms looks like a beta anywhere in this movie. Helms, the whole movie, is just so happy to be invited anywhere. Like, anybody is talking to him hey thanks yeah great i was gonna say he looked kind of cool when he was doing the meth later in the movie but like 
That's because drugs are cool. Yeah, mm. right. But that's and it. And meth is cool, too. Meth lizard. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. Uh, a lizard on meth would be crazy. Yeah. It could be like the Geico lizard, but it teaches you how to do meth instead of save money on insurance. Oh, yeah. Take your rocks up. Turn it in this pipe. Take a hit. <laughs> and just kind of let it, let it go. <laughs> Let it flow through you. Take your hands <laughs> off the wheel. That literally sounds like the guy that I listen to for meditations. Ooh. Take your hands off the steering wheel and let the die slip away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thomas Lennon dies in an autoerotic asphyxiation. Jana, let's let's get Jana's idea of what autoerotic asphyxiation is. You you strangle yourself while you're masturbating. My man, yeah. well done. I mean, I'm glad you know that. Yeah. Can a woman die from that? Yeah. I think anyone I mean, can die you from strangling your... themselves. <laughs> <laughs> as long you, as she's orgasming, she will not die. You yeah, put like... the belt around your neck and then you just, you know. Yeah, you just. Splash. Steven Root gives Ed Helms the presentation for the Two Diamonds Award that Tom Lennon was supposed you to should, give. You um... should. Oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. Huh? I interrupted at a time I shouldn't have. I'm sorry. What do you got? I was just going to say, like, when you're editing it, you should put in the Office song. We head back to the office. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we but got a brief funeral scene, and then we head back to the office. <laughs> that sounds, we'll just leave that one in. That That's... sounds... <laughs> Not recognizable that, at all. That sounded like a, like a Captain Planet theme like song or ESPN something. That like commercial like, transition thing. Next, it's what to watch for. <laughs> Paul Kanurka went yard again. Yeah. Paul K 2K? Yeah. That's... Nick Markakis, we are on uh, 3K watch here. He's yeah. closing Ooh. in on 3,000 hits. Just like that. Hit number 2,000 for Nick Markakis. And that's sports. Nick uh, Markakis, 2,355 hits. Yeah. So, I mean. Is this baseball? He's, mm-hmm. oh, this way more. But I'm yeah. saying, like, he's Have only been in the baseball? league, like, 15 you? years, 13 years. If he plays yes. another five, <laughs> Nick Markakis might have 3,000 <laughs> hits, which is crazy. We've played catch outside. Does that count? Joel, here's the list of people who have <laughs> 3,000 hits. Softball How many is baseball. it? <laughs> yeah. It's like 25 people. It's like Wade Boggs, Tony Gwynn, Ty Cobb, Derek Jeter, <laughs> Craig Biggio, Willie Mays, Pete Rose, George Brett, Albert baseball. Pujols, Alex What's Rodriguez, Hank Aaron, and me. Nick Markakis? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Nick Markakis could join still, this rank? He's still a ways away. Anyway, it, it would be astonishing if Nick Markakis joins it, but not enough people are talking about that he might be in this incredible list of baseball players. Yeah, with one all-star appearance. No one knows Nick Markakis. No, Joel, this was like three years ago. I noticed like gonna get a fucking white claw he was like <laughs> preposterously high on the like active hits leader list, and I was, everyone else in that list was like, Notable Hall of Fame caliber yeah, like guys. Famous and then people. Nick was like right up there in the middle. That's wild. And I also got, uh, Aaron, a Nick Markakis jersey Yeah. that's a sticker. It's yeah. not an actual jersey. It's a sticker of his jersey you, on like, the Braves. Stick on, your, <laughs> on you as a shirt? I get a white shirt and I just slap it on. Yes. So uh, it was like 250 <laughs> All right. So Ed Helms has to go to Cedar Rapid, and that's the name of the movie. Another and, uh, color of beige. What was that noise? 
You sounded like Chewbacca if he had like a Xena nasal thing. Yeah. I was clearing my throat for this next drawing. Ed Helms goes to the airport. He's an awkward traveler. It's real funny. He's never been on a plane. It's a it's funny. Real funny stuff. Hate this guy. Steven Root gives him a ASMI Bible. Who to avoid, who to talk to, who not to talk to. He warns him about Dean Ziegler. So he flies to Cedar Rapids. He meets, uh, what's the prosty's name? Maybe Funke. I can't pronounce that. Huh? Bless you. He gives her a butterscotch. Mm, those are so good. And then he receives a butterscotch from her, which is where yeah, you well, drink scotch out of a right, dude's asshole. Right, right. Butterscotch. Every yeah, time dude. Kyle has more than a couple glasses of Chardonnay, he keeps talking about what a butterscotch is. <laughs> <laughs> Helms checks in. He checks into room 112, which made me think of 112, Peaches and Cream. Did you remember that song? Yes. Mm, yeah. I don't like peaches. I'm, I'm thinking about 311. You it's change the two to a three. Yeah. You move the three to the front. Cream. You got 311. Yeah. Did you even think about that? Well, I thought about 112 because I thought about D12 also. 12. The two's right there. You change it to a three. You move it to the front. 311. It's everywhere. Pollard, does that check out? <laughs> well, the absolute 311. Ab- absolute 311. Absolute 311. Actually, Jana has a rendition. All right, cool. It sounded like the ESPN sound if Joel did it during the office. True, true. So he goes to his room. He meets Ronald Wilkes, the Ronimal. Ronimal! He's... He's fairly surprised that he's black. That's what I was going to say. He yeah. doesn't meet him, really. He's, at first, just quite racist. I mean, there's, like, palm trees and stuff. The whole place smells like chlorine. It's like I'm in Barbados or somewhere. <laughs> oh, here we are. Mikasa, junior suite. Hang on a second here. Figure out how this deal works. He's like a stinking credit card. <gasps> what is it? Tim? There's an Afro-American man standing in my room. He's smiling at me. Finally, we meet John C. Riley, their third roommate. Joel, you want to uh, do a little Ziegler for us? Hey, how you doing? Dean Ziegler. And I just got to tell you that me and the Ronimal, we're seasoned pros. So when we're out here, you better be ready to party. Am I right? Am I right, Lippy? Come on. Fucking good, dude. But also, <laughs> that was like a 9 out of I 10. I do want to point out that before he even said whatever he said, he played himself a horn entering the room, and I realized I would like to do that from now on whenever I enter a room. We get the uh, the fitness center workout, and we meet Anne Hesh. Joan. Do we ever. Fucking shocked to find out that was Anne Hesh. Who I had Hesh? no idea. Yeah. Who's Anne Hesh? It's our Girl. second Anne Hesh movie. We did. I know what you right. did last summer. Right. She comes in hot. She does come I, in real hot. I at first was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. You're kind of annoying. But then she really grew on me where I was like, I can hang with you. But she's not doing much. She's doing normal no, things to Ed Helms, who's like a very uptight pansy. So yeah. it seems aggressive, but it's not. Right, right. <laughs> she's like, have a drink. And he's like, I don't want to drink. And meet people and have she's fun. She's grabbing his ass. Yeah, that's that just. That is aggressive. No. I've never gone up to a stranger and have just grabbed their ass. No. No. I have, no, and that's why I'm no longer either. welcome at Radio Shack. I thought it was called You've Radio You've had your ass grabbed ass. at Radio Shack? No, I'm no longer allowed at Radio Shacks from grabbing too much ass. Got it. So Ed Helms touches dongs with yeah. uh, Warren Helgeson. Then we go to Horizons. 
And uh, Ed Helms orders a root beer first because he's a nerd. And he says, yeah. you want a nipple with that? Yeah, that's a good I one. I liked it. Yeah. I'm going to use that line. Um, You're not. You won't remember. Yeah, well, I wrote it down. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna we'll see. I'm going to keep it in my wallet. We'll see. Ed Helms turns down shots and eventually caves in and orders a shot of cream sherry. Hmm. The um, Ronald Wilkes gets a drambuie, which was funny. What the yeah. fuck's a drambuie? It's like it's honey a, scotch. It's a liqueur. It's yeah. yeah. Back at the hotel, Ed Helms is taking a shit. And he gets wasted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This smells terrible. And Ed Helms says, I think it was tainted yogurt, which. Wait, 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 wait. When I heard tainted yogurt, I looked at you. I saw you writing something down. And I thought Aaron is going to say, I was in a band called Tainted Yogurt. We weren't very good. There. I wasn't a band called Tainted Yogurt. <laughs> Did I fucking nail that or what? And we weren't very good. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Did you say that? No. <laughs> but were you going? Did you think it? Yeah, of course. Don't fuck with me. Really? Of course. All right. You I'm know cool. that's my move. I thought I of I thought of Taint George. I did think of Taint Super George. Super fan Matt Bailey and yeah. uh, how much he would have liked some Taint yogurt to lick up. Yeah, like he's got some of his darker uh, <laughs> darker cuts or a lot of yogurt play. And with it looks like yogurt. Yeah. Right after that right. line, I thought of this moment where I was like, he's going to bring up that line and I'm going to interrupt him and I'm going to I'm going to take his line. Yeah, no, uh, you did. So you're talking about manifest destiny. You're making. <laughs> Reality yeah, like, come true. Well, this is a good time to discuss, like, do we think it's fate or free will? Mm. Mm. Interesting. Today we're excited to talk about the brand new television show, Kyle Found a Nickel. Every day in the United States, billions of nickels go missing. Where do those nickels go? Who takes them? We're lucky enough to be joined by the star of Kyle Found a Nickel, Kyle from Five Guys Flicking Around. Kyle, thanks for joining us today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's good to be here. Uh... I know that we're the 5GFA podcast and that my show is 5GFAK. Five guys found a nickel. Nickel spelled with a K. One of the guys. I'm the one guy, but I'm trying to cling on to the 5GFA brand because it's so popular. And five, the five cents. And, and the, the five nickel. cents thing, yeah. That makes sense. And then the K for the nickel and the K for Kyle. K for the, oh, the nickel, the K is in the word. Okay. It starts with a K. Oh, okay. Um, we'll get back. We'll circle back to it in categories. <laughs> in categories? <laughs> um, he talks to John C. Riley in the hallway. They throw a hot dog down the hallway. Yeah, the, uh, the ASME organization's no. trying to take away Brown yes. Star's awards because Thomas Lennon was a pervert. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ed Helms tells him you're completely full of bull roar, which I mm -hmm. like that line a lot. What mm -hmm. is that? Bullshit, I, that I think. Mm -hmm. But what is, is roar another word for poop? The next scene, we see Mike O'Malley giving a prayer at breakfast. And that's cool, because I love breakfast? Mike O'Malley. You're talking about guts, global guts. Yes, dear. Mike O'Malley's a cool guy. I love Mike O'Malley. Probably the Michael Rappaport podcast quite a bit. I feel like they hang out, you know? Like, that's a thing. How do you know it's breakfast? They it's say. The morning after. Yeah, it's the breakfast. I just made breakfast. <laughs> I made cornbread and chili. <laughs> I made cornbread and chili. Oh, that made me nauseous. Then we see him on the swings with Anne Hesch. Ed Helms kind of gives him his background story or why he got into insurance. He costs she's insurance, like, man. She's like, after Ed Helms is like, I help people and it's cool. She's like, wow, you just made insurance sound cool. And it's You're like, no, you hero. didn't. Yeah. You sounded like a fucking nerd, Ed Helms. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what bitch. you are. Do you want to disclose who your insurance guy is, Kyle? I have survival. Ah, interesting. What? I can take that, Red. Yeah. I mean, I know. No, that's Kyle's why I get constantly it. picking up hitchhikers because he has survival. Yeah. Is survival? <laughs> 
Want a ride? Are you insured? Yes. By survival? No. I can't take that ride. Call Survival for the lowest auto insurance rates in California guaranteed. Call 1-800-SURVIVAL now. Oh my God. Yes, I remember that. And then he died on the side of the road because no one who drove by <laughs> uh -huh, was insured uh -huh. by Survival. It's not super just, popular. <laughs> the thirst got him. He had no water. Uh, we meet back at the hotel. This is the scavenger hunt part Looked of the movie. Looked fun. I love Seriously, that did. I, feel, yeah. I was gonna. I was thinking of Joel during that. And I was like, Joel would fucking love doing something. Hell like that yes. Joel, how many scavenger hunts have you done? Uh, in the last twenty-four hours, five. Um, Ooh. In my lifetime, it's too many to count. <laughs> yeah, twelve uh, lays in a day doesn't sound as unrealistic <laughs> when you're doing five scavenger hunts. Also, exactly. Very productive quarantine. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, their first clue is at the pool. They have to rearrange these letters on the, the part's really bottom of the pool. Funny. Yeah, Jana, I feel like. My fart. Yeah. Queef. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Q. Damn it. <laughs> I think I know Jana well enough to know that if any movie in any scene ever says the word queef, it's going to get a laugh out of her. Yeah. Queef's so funny. <laughs> My yeah. favorite part of the scavenger hunt was that uh, the winning prize was a $45 gift card. Yeah. That's like the funniest denomination yeah. of like, no, we're not spending five more dollars for 50. Yeah. It's 45. And yeah. like, it's more insulting than $40 would have been. You know? And how like, everyone was like, ooh. Yeah. Yes. I love that. They go to that ball pit and they do some cow milking. That was hot, that, you know. Yeah, that part was kind of unnecessary. They get, they go the rock, dog. rock climbing. What are they supposed to do? Fill up the bucket first? Probably. Honestly. It's just like one of the most expensive scavenger hunts ever. Where well, like the $45 would, gift yeah, card could have been substantially you took out the rock climbing. All day. But if you took out the rock climbing aspect of 20 people, 30 people rock climbing... Now the prize is two thousand dollars. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> for like, that one leg to be cut even off. Even if you like brought it down to like a new TV or like yeah. <laughs> a, a, a prize, not just cash. So mm. stupid. The rock climbing scene is pretty funny that he gets rescued. Oh God, Tim, are you okay? Give me a second. Hello. <laughs> I'm gonna be fine. I think we better get him. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Why did you do it if you're gonna freak out? I got you. Trust me. Just give me your hand, bro. Lean back. I don't trust people with ponytails. Come on, man. Give me your hand. Let's do this. I'm not extreme like you. <laughs> oh, 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 Tim. Tim. Oh, my John C. Riley's giving him shit about like, well, if you couldn't do it, why'd you? But he's also serious when he asks that question of like, why did you do it if you? Yeah, wouldn't yeah, be he's able not to. fucking around there. Yeah, he's it's like, like sincerely. I would have asked the same thing. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. why'd you sign up? Ed Helms and Anne Hash win the uh, the scavenger hunt. They get the forty-five dollar gift card. Then we see them go to dinner. Her husband's name is Rich Fox, so technically he's a Rick Fox. He's another Rick Fox. Mm -hmm. Is that the guy from? Uh... One, One Tree, tree Hill, Hill, and he's uh, the attractive, like, half-black guy with... He's dead. You killed him, son. Go on. Dad! Haley needs you, Nathan. Your child needs you. Go! Now you have so okay, cool. Repeat, baby. So you know who Rick Fox is, at least. <laughs> you don't know who a lot of other actors are, but that's impressive that one of the actors you know is the NBA basketball player Rick Fox. 
Yeah. But that's only because we watch One Tree Hill. Like, if we hadn't watched One Tree Hill and someone said, who is Rick Fox, I would I would. So just said be the guy like, with the mask I don't fucking know. from uh, V for Vendetta. We also Sky watched Fox. this movie, yeah. and you were like, I don't know who Sigourney Weaver is, so. I still don't know who you're talking about. Okay, so he's <laughs> proving my point of the fact that we watch One Tree Hill doesn't guarantee that you know who people are. Rick Fox is an easy name to remember. <laughs> That's Sigourna true. Sigourna Weaver or whatever is like a fuck. It's two freeway exits, basically. Yeah. Sigourna. Ooh, Sigourney Weaver. That song, you know? I guess. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, they have dinner and uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Move Your it along. Your enthusiasm is contagious. Yeah. We see uh, Michael Malley do a river dance, and that's pretty cool. Mm. They go back to the bar, and they start having some shots. You want to sing the shot song, Joel? Mm, do it. One, two, three, down your hole. What? I thought you were going to do that. I thought you were going to do that. What they did from the movie. Shot, 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 just did it. Everybody! Helms has to do karaoke. He sings this Oh Holy Night. Joel, you want to help us out with that one? Home life auto insurance. Brown Star will help you. Dude, Something like that. The bar erupts and just, that's the coolest thing they've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, everyone's into it. And I honestly, hated that about this movie. Everyone likes Ed Helms for I, yeah, no reason. Right. He's not fun. He's Ed not Helms. funny. You mean John? Let's just move on. And they sneak into the pool. John T. Riley takes the trash can, lid off. Funny and scene. he becomes Pollard. He's such a Pollard. 2011 Pollard yeah. in this part of the movie. Fun guy. But I honestly Hilarious. feel like even current Pollard, like current Pollard would yeah, do that Yeah, current Pollard now. would do that. Yeah, you got enough monster energy drinks in him. Yes. That guy would and come candy. out. And candy. Yeah. And peach cobbler. <laughs> yeah. Mm, <laughs> the peach gobbler is what they call him. They end up making love in the hotel. Mm. And uh, they do this weird cuddle She takes thing. all of her bra off. <laughs> takes all her bra off. <laughs> So she's close to understanding insurance. She knows more than just a little, you know, misunderstood. She has trouble acting normal. She's nervous. Brown oh my star. God. I had no fucking idea what was going on for a minute. Uh, they have a fun cuddle scene afterwards, which was very Seth Green and without a paddle. Was it fun? No. The next morning, uh, Helms freaks out, calls Sigourney himself. Weaver. He's crying. He calls himself a prostitute. And she's on the phone being like, you got to take our son to practice. She's like, he can finally play in a game. It's like, yeah. he sucks at sports. Don't even. Yeah. <laughs> like, get, she... him a, get him an atlas. Yeah. Like, let's start working on a different thing. Yeah. An atlas? <laughs> I haven't heard that word in quite some time. You, you never atlas. heard of atlas chaps? Jeans with, like, atlases on the butts? Yep. He calls uh, Sigourney Weaver, and she tells him that she's been sleeping around. Mm -hmm. And she says, what says, if it happens in Cedar Rapids, stays in Cedar Rapids. Well, no, that's what <laughs> Anne Hesh tells him. Mm. Uh, she doesn't know who that is, so... I don't. Let's get to the party scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
John C. Riley in a drunken, hungover, but fun stupor coming mm. back to his hotel room in his underwear. But fun. In his giant ass boxers. Yeah. Um, he wrestles Ed Helms in the hallway. And that's a fun scene. I thought that was like very Pollard too of like someone trying to pick a fight with him, but he thinks it's like a fun game. And he's yeah. like, what are you doing? Yeah. I love that. That was great. Yeah. Can't wait for you to come back, buddy. They're uh, they're bonding in the room in their underwear, drinking Bloody Marys. Just Did you like... say bonding or bondage? Bondage mm. in their underwear, yeah. drinking. They got the Thomas Lennon's leather daddy gear, mm. and uh, they're strapped up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They got the harness. They got the. Uh... There is a uh, very bonding experience you have when you're two men in your underwear drinking late at night to maybe LCD sound system. You know what I mean, Joel? What's up, Damon? How you doing, man? <laughs> One night in San Francisco, like we went to bed at like 2 a.m. And the next morning I woke up and like Damon like came down to Alex's house. I was like, how was the rest of your night? And he was like, me and Joel got in our underwear. We bumped LCD sound system until like 4 a.m. and took shots. Seriously? That sounds fun. Yeah, it it did sound fun. But it was also just that's a a bonding experience. You know, they'll always have that. That's right. (laughs) Then uh, Ed Helms has his one-on-one with Oren. More like snoring. We don't know that. I've been waiting to use that line since last night. You kind of whispered it. I don't even know if the mic yeah, picked it up. Yeah, say it with some... <laughs> more like snoring. More, more gusto this time. Oren. More like snoring. In the movie, they go more like boring, Oren. So. Do they really? Yeah, that's probably where didn't you got it Didn't hear that. No, you heard it. I you just didn't listen. heard it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Helm sees uh, the hooker hooking. She sees him leave with her uncle, Uncle Ken. And she says, wait, you're going to skip over the quote? My quote, I'm just quoting uh, Dr. Bounty Hunter. Say it with gusto. Uncle. There you go. Yeah, I was going to say, she says, this is the 12th dude I've fucked today. Yeah, my uncle. (laughs) (laughs) So she leaves with Uncle Ken. uh, Ed Helms joins. He smokes some meth. Um, He goes to this sketchy, methy house party. It looked a lot like the uh, fear party it also looked like the senior year party in one tree hill ed helms friends call him they come to meet him ron drives very slowly in the van Um, let's jump into categories (laughs) delete that we'll start over (laughs) they crash the party john c Riley goes in the back and runs into these two tough lesbian chicks Mm -hmm. super tough alphaing him there's a fight at the party and then ronimal gives his omar from the wire speech which was awesome oh yeah yeah. so good so they escape he says that he loves the prostitute Stephen Root shows up. He says that because they won the award, he's selling Brown Star Insurance to Michael Malley. Real quick, Stephen Warren Shark or whatever his name is. Stephen Root. Root. Where did like I get the vegetable? Warren Who's Warren Shark? He's what? <laughs> what are you saying? Okay. No but... one said War Shark. Got it. Um, <laughs> he plays that kind of character a lot, right? Yeah. I rest my case. <laughs> All right. Great. Um. <laughs> So he's selling Brown Star to Michael Malley, and Michael Malley's going to shut down that office if uh, Tim can have a job in Milwaukee. When Ed Helms is originally in the gym, he's wearing a Milwaukee Bucks shirt. It's like, yeah. this guy's from there. Like, you why is he pissed off? Right. Extremely observant. All right, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tim calls all his clients. Ron, Dean, and Joan all help him out. Then we get the ASME Awards, and Brown Star wins. And uh, then we see them check out of the hotel and they make plans for a cabin trip up in the woods that's in Canada. 
Is it Canada? Yeah. The end. He said my <laughs> uncle has like a house in Canada or something. I don't know. The end. Mm-hmm. The end. And that's the end of the podcast. The end. Jenna, you want anything uh, to tag on? Today we're excited to talk about the brand new television show, Kyle Found a Nickel. We're lucky enough to be joined by the star of Kyle Found a Nickel, Kyle from Five Guys Flicking Around. Well, tell us a little bit about the show. It sounds like a fun project. I know you went on location for quite a bit. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, no, it's super fun. Um, you know, I just, I walk around a lot and I see a lot of pennies on the ground. Um, if I'm lucky enough, I might find a quarter, a dime. You never see a nickel. It is the elusive, you know. Uh, it's your like, silver dollar of coins. It's it's the uh, the Moby Dick of coins ah. in, my, in my field, at least. Um, and that's because of the size. A dime is so small that you might drop and not notice. Mm-hmm. A quarter is so big, you're going to hear that. You're going to want to get that. That's a quarter. It's worth a lot. Nickel is, is it's too big to pick up and make sense of. Five pennies equals one nickel. Two nickels equals one dime. You know? Yeah, you're kind of going in reverse there. It doesn't make sense. Size-wise, exactly. Right. So the nickel is the forgotten warrior. It's the ghost of the ground, as we like to call it, because you never see them. Um, and when you do, it's just... I just thought it'd make a really good two-hour TV show every week, and it has. And people have been really responding very, very kindly to it. Aaron's just going to be a minute or two while he finishes McSullivan. He's so. going diarrhea. Oh, yeah, he's going... Brown star. Brown star. All right, ready? Yeah, mm-hmm. should we uh, whatever verb into <sighs> categories that is appropriate for this film? Let's ensure our way into categories. Nice. Well, let's just start with best scene I saw. You're simply the best. You're simply the best. was the best scene you saw? Uh, I'm going to go with the pool scene. Um, no fucking way. Yeah, way. I, Yahweh. Yahweh. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, when John C. Riley puts the trash can on his head, that's just funny. That's the best scene I saw. All right. Jana, what was the best scene you saw? Um... Same. Pool scene. Trash can over the head. Pool scene. Remind me of Pollard. Yeah. Remind me of Poolard. Yeah. Poolard. Brought me, brought me back to yeah. a, when we could actually see friends. Yeah. Aww. Joel, what was the best scene you saw? Uh, best scene I saw was the party, um, specifically when uh, Zeeg's and Joanna and the Ronimal comes in and gives his uh, wire impression and Hey! 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 I may look like some suit wearing businessman to y'all. Truth is, I'm straight up gangster. And I always keep one in the chamber in case you ponder it. So I suggest for the time being, you let my nigga be, motherfucker. Indeed. Yeah, the best scene I saw was the uh, the Bloody Marys after the night of swimming. And uh, they become best friends there, so it's cool. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to How Do You Do That? Mm. How do you do that? 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 How do you do that?
Joel, how do you do that? So I've always had an issue with how he he came into the the hotel and he's very skeptical, you know, of you know Ziegler and everyone. And I want to know how he went from like, whoa, I got to be careful of these people, to just like, eh, fuck it. He he met Ziegler for you know just like a couple hours, and like his boss said, yo, stay away from this guy and everything. And like, always had an issue with how he was just able to accept everyone that he didn't know so quickly. I'll go next. Because mine... How do you do that? Mine is, how did everyone accept Tim Lippy, a.k.a. Uh-huh. Ed Helms? This guy's a fucking wet blanket. No one likes him. He's not fun. He's not funny. And everyone likes him in this movie. The stewardess likes him. Mm-hmm. You know, he bangs multiple women, which is mm-hmm. unrealistic. Yeah. And, you know, John C. Riley and the Ronimal, like, they're cool dudes. And they're like, yeah, we like you. You're our friend. Even though he's right. a bitch and complaining the whole movie. He's drinking cream sherry. Like, he just don't sucks. drink if you're not going to... So yeah, why did why did they accept him so quickly and also why did he accept They're them, roommates, I guess. So that's one explanation. But still, yeah. just because you live with someone doesn't mean you like them, you know? Mm. It makes me think about my my family. <laughs> <laughs> Jana, Jana, how do you do that? I was just like very very uh Tired? intrigued. Oh with the tiny airport had he do that he was the only person in line for security that was fucking crazy to me yeah you've ever been to lax people and in 1930 we officially dedicated los angeles airport which had two permanent hangars and a 2000 foot oiled landing strip we didn't dream then that just a few years later this airport would be the nation's largest base for the manufacture of fighting aircraft for world war ii it's fucking it's pronounced, hell. It's pronounced lacrosse. We're flying, baby. Let's move on to that. So Come on, baby, make it hurt so good. Squid so good. I think it had to hurt everyone else when they found out that it only cost $1,500 to win this award. Mm-hmm. Oh, Seriously. Oh, shit. God. Like, I, I would have gone much higher. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't talk about this, but I hated the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. This entire movie, it boils down to this is just a bribe scheme for 1500 bucks. That's not exciting. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they won the award. I, mean, I, I, I hated it also. And I think it just I'm shows surprised. how small scale this, like, award is for, like, yeah, when, insurance when he, agents in this small regional area you know yeah when he decides he's like i'm gonna break off and do my own thing he gets he's like i have 17 clients ready to go with me and it's like cool this movie is the equivalent of finding a nickel on the ground it doesn't matter previously on finding a nickel on the ground (laughs) kyle found a nickel on the ground i'm so excited (laughs) stay tuned for next week it's a 1978 nickel only on spice channel Uh, Joel, that had to hurt. It had to hurt when he realized that it cost $1,500. Now, we're talking, oh, yeah, $1,500 isn't, you know, that much money. But for him, he started out by offering $50. (laughs) He's like, I have a traveler's check for $50. Here you go. He's like, no, no, no. I couldn't even offer that. Government just gave everyone $1,200. So, I mean, $1,500. Yeah, right. Well, this is 2011, so that was like, that'd be like $6,000. Yeah, Obama today. never would have done yeah. that. Obama! You mean Osama? Yeah, Osama bin Laden. Yeah, no, no. one can find his birth certificate. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Uh, Jana, that had to hurt. The awkward hug between uh, Libby and who does he hug? Warren Helgeson in the locker room? No, he... Who's Libby? He goes and he hugs... Oh, oh, he hugs the the mean boss when he finds out that the the jacked-off guy died. And it's just such an awkward hug. Oh, right, And it made me think of, like, have any of you guys ever had a really awkward hug? Oh, yeah. Matt will enjoy this part because Matt's definitely going to listen to this pod. When we worked at WVA, one of the guys at the gate was trying to, like, help someone at the gate open the, the little lock. And the guy thought he was handing him the key, but he wasn't. He was trying to do it. So the guy grabbed the lock, and the guy, they both, with two hands, like, unlocked it together in, like, the most slow, sensual, uncomfortable way. And Matt and I were watching, just like, holy shit, what just happened here? Um, <laughs> yeah. That, I don't know if that counts. It reminded yeah. me of, do you remember when I accidentally kissed your mom on the lips, Kyle? Oh, uh, yeah. So, Classic. Kyle, How can Kyle's I forget? mom, Grace. <laughs> She and I were saying goodbye to each other and she went to kiss me on my cheek and I turned to give her a different cheek at the same time and we were very close to kissing lips and then she laughed and I said, oh, and then I just kissed her on the lips and said, see you later, goodbye. <laughs> so you could have pulled out, but you didn't. Yeah, yeah. We were already there, so. It would have been a Craigslist missed Sounds opportunity. Sounds like you handed that situation with a lot of grace. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Kyle, dad had to hurt. Being Tim Lippy's dad had to hurt. We find out he died yeah. in a sawmill accident when Tim Lippy was six. Yeah, what the fuck happened? Sawmills to him? like cut lumber in half, yeah. like huge chunks of trees. So this dude either bled out when he yeah. got like a limb cut off, or like his he body cut got half. cut in half. Yeah, you know. And then you or have to his head. Yeah. Yeah. And then or you his dick. Fuck, I don't know. It all yeah. had to hurt. Yeah. Do you think anyone saw it? No, and then have to hurt though. And then you see your son grow up, and it's like that guy's a pussy. Ouch. (laughs) Let's move on to who organizes the reunion. It's so nice to come together. Let's get together. Jana, who do you think organizes the reunion? Freckle bitch. Freckle bitch. Interesting. Kyle, who do you? (laughs) (laughs) She doesn't have a very big part in this movie, and I think she's probably like. Hey, like, I just wanted to hang out with everybody and party. Like, where did everyone go? I like that. That's it. Freckle bitch. So meth party? I made cornbread and meth. Meth Kyle, lizard. who organizes the reunion? Um, Who organizes this reunion is Anne Hesh's husband. Rick Fox? Uh, yeah. The Foxy Rick? Absolutely. We know Anne Hesh banged Tom Lennon's character. We know she banged Ed Helms. If your wife is cheating on you with those two fucking lamos, mm. you must be a cuck. Yeah. So I think he invites them over. He watches them bang her, and uh, that's the he, reunion. He cries in the corner. Can you imagine yes. though? Anne Hesh, Ed Helms, <laughs> Josie, <laughs> and then the husband. And, Josie's there. Yeah, okay, Josie's cool. I like just, that. Just, the, What's his name? It's like the mini me for Kid Rock. Kid Rock's little hype man. <laughs> It was Kid Rock, Uncle Cracker, and Joe C. <laughs> yeah. Legit never heard of Joe The Holy C. Trinity. Um, I'll be the one to I think Michael Malley organizes the reunion. I think he sets up uh, three rounds of obstacle course challenges. Uh. Mm. He has the Rodimal, Dean, and Tim Lippy compete. 
Uh, Anne Hesh plays Mo, the referee, sideline reporter. Mm. There are three like physical things. One's like rafting. Uh, it all culminates in this is aggro it, crag they have to climb. Is it local or global? Well, so this one would just be local. Okay. Because mm. I think they're all from America. I hope they're all from America. Mm. I know your policy on that. I'm, I'm an unabashed xenophobe. Anyway, I think Michael Malley <laughs> gets guts back together for these three guys. Is that from Nickelodeon? Yeah. He hosted the show. Him and Summer Sanders. Who's he? Michael Malley, the guy who was gonna who river danced. The one who bought the company. Oh my god. Yeah. I fucking remember that now. Yeah. You're very and far. Summer Sanders. No. Yes. No, she yeah. wasn't on that show. Classic. Yeah. She wasn't on that Classic one. Classic double dare. Yeah. <laughs> uh Joel, who organizes the reunion? Ziegler. Obviously tries to organize a reunion for the boys, but I want to bring Ann Hesh into this. I want to bring the whole insurance game from this little uh, convention they had. Michael Malley, he's going to do a little crossover, and he is going to invite his buddy Mark Summers, and they're going to do a little uh, cook-off competition the following year at the convention, hosted by Mark Summers, instead of the little scavenger hunt. And every time somebody like completes their task, they have to hit a buzzer and they all have to scream, now Mun rapped like Mark Summers, Mark Summers, Mark Summers. And the first team to do that would win. So that's the next year convention. Uh, let's move on to the Clutch Award. Mm. Baby, you are so money and you don't even know it. Kyle, who wins your Clutch Award? Uh, I'm giving my Clutch Award to Linguistics. Linguini. Had a fun time hearing words like scuttlebutt, the aforementioned bull roar, gloomy gust, philanderer, rigmarole, peccadillos, floozy, blowhard, jagoff, and malfeasance. A lot of, a lot of fun words in this movie. I'd like to tack on a few words with yours yeah. there with bamboozle, discombobulated, mm -hmm. cattywampus, malarkey, mm -hmm. brouhaha, skedaddle, doohickey, persnickety, whatnot, gobsmacked, mm -hmm. tender, I don't know, I'm done. Whatever. Were those all in the movie? No. Uh, I think the Ronimal wins the Clutch Award for doing his Omar speech. I love The Wire. You like mm. The Wire? I love The Wire. You like mm. The Wire? Uh, Jana, who wins your Clutch Award? Dean Z slash Pollard. Por qué? Uh, well, he's um, fun. And he's funny. And he's got pubie hairs. And, um, okay. <laughs> And everything he says is funny, and he's a good friend. Joel, who wins your clutch award? <laughs> uh, my clutch award goes to Cream Sherry. Uh, I didn't know what it was, but when Lippy orders it, and I had to look it up, and it's a nice little uh, flavored wine, and uh, apparently all these places carry it. I was like, you know, thinking it was some random, like, sweet alcohol like a sambuca or something but no it's like a popular thing that people drink so yeah yeah people who didn't yeah. watch the movie sigourney's weaver's character is named sherry and ed holmes <laughs> cream sherry mm. <laughs> now i have to read edit by mick sullivan oh, <laughs> let's move on to queefs i mean mm. quotes mm. quotes oh i see you favor a 45 tonight i do I keeps one in the chamber in case you ponder it. Jana, what do you got for quotes? I have a couple. Someone says, what's wrong with you, Ziegler, or whatever his name is. And he goes on this little rant, and it's just funny. I don't remember anything he says, though, but I remember I laughed hard. 
Okay, that's the first call. Interesting. <laughs> the second one is when Joan cult refers to her kids as my little squirrels. I was like, that's so something I would call my children. Okay. And Kyle's uh, <laughs> hitting Janet because she's being disrespectful. And I also um someone said poop shoot. That was funny. And shoot poop. And you are like the tits, worst. Tits as a rep. What does that mean? Yeah. But I liked it. Like you would contribute to a group project and you would be like, yeah, there was like some stuff I read yeah. and like here's a link to I a also, Google. I also <laughs> but I don't like, know what any of it Z meant. Ziegler or whatever his name is also said when uh, Libby came back with Joan, he was like, hey, you got a pube on your cheek. I just thought that was really funny. I'm going to like say that to somebody. No, you're not. Um, and then, um, you know. I just, that's you it. You keep calling him Libby. What's his name? Lippy. Uh, Lippy. L-I-P-P-E. Whatever. Let's all make Lippy sounds. Uh, Kyle, quotes. I can't remember what they said, but it was so funny when they were like, <laughs> butthole. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Um, so one of Jana's quotes my I really liked. My favorite quote was Jana's quote from a second ago <laughs> when she what said. What one of my quotes? It was uh, where John C. Riley says, I talk too much, I drink too much, yeah. I weigh too much, I piss people off. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's it was. It like, reminds me of my man, Donald Trump. Yeah. Uh, the best president in the world. Uh, he doesn't drink, uh, though. The only one. I don't know, he yeah. drinks Diet, Diet Coke a that's lot. Yeah. And, um, and just Coke. And a bunch of uh, people that he pisses them the off draggy. for good reason. Uh, I also liked a lot when uh, John C. Riley goes, Lemke could have died cornhole in a cripple kid for all I care. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Butt fucking a cripple kid. Great. Yeah. Uh, they go, how'd it go with Orin, big guy? And uh, the Ronimal goes, I think I did a fair to middling job. Yes. <laughs> like, I think I did a fair to middling job. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, and then my last quote is, uh, oh, I actually have two more. Surprise, surprise. Uh, we've got the maybe out front, AKA the prostitute is she's asking for a cigarette and Ed Helms goes, if you keep smoking, your premiums are going to go through the roof. And maybe he goes, thanks, Dr. Phil. And that was the third Dr. Phil quote in like four movies we've done. It's yeah. crazy. He we're, really, we're really getting our fill of Dr. Phil. He had <laughs> such a hold on pop culture. And yeah. if there was anything that was remotely, you know, connected to it. It was a Dr. Phil line in a movie. You're ugly. You're disgusting. I'm going to kill you. Give me $200. I want the money. I'll raise enough hell till you give in and give it to me. My last quote is uh, John C. Riley. As soon as they introduce him, he's walking into the hotel and he's like just a hot shot, like does like finger guns the at the, the people or whatever. And he's like, Janita, double stock my mini bar, 1019. And it's like, Janita's a funny name. Mini bars are usually like completely full to start. How do you double stock one? Put a beer in here. I guess. Here. All the mini bars I've seen are pretty jam-packed. So double stocking about one. about the hotel industry. All right. Yeah. Is that it? I, I got eight more quotes. All right. All right. Do them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, um, God. I was about to fucking fall asleep. Yeah, my quotes, uh, this isn't Woodstock, Tim. I like that one a lot. Uh, I think it was Tainted Yogurt I really like. Why? Because it's a band you were once in that wasn't very good? Yeah. 
Well, for those of you who don't know Aaron very well, just about every day, someone will say, like, queef cake or, like, treehouse, and he'll be like, I was in a band named Treehouse. We weren't very good. And that happens literally every day. And so I don't know if you can really believe Aaron right now. Uh, There's a line in the movie where Ziegler walks in and says something, and the Ronimal is like... The Ronimal's like, it wasn't funny last year. It's not funny yeah. this year. <laughs> Made me think of Aaron because he does reuse jokes a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joel, what do you got? When him and Ann Hesh are hooking up in the pool and they go back to the uh, bedroom and they're about to have sex and he's like, you know, s- such a goody teacher. He's like, I want to make love. And she's like, ah, yeah. Um, seemed very... Uh, very genuinely delighted, like a guy like him would say. I was in a band called Genuinely Delighted. <laughs> oh, we my very God. <laughs> We're lucky enough to be joined by the star of Kyle Found a Nickel, Kyle from Five Guys Flicking Around. When you say we, who else is attached to this project? Um, you know, Penny Hardaway is in it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> How many members of Nickelback? <laughs> Just two, and not Chad Kroger. Um, okay. But the other guys. The then, other guys from Nickelback. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Ryan. I'm Daniel. Yeah, and then uh, and then someone else that I, I won't name because he is worth quite a bit of money. Okay. It's 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 the Tesla guy. Nicholas. Because of the nickel. Fuck. Nicholas Tesla. That's why he wanted to be a part of this. Jesus. Okay, it's all making sense. So all the names are coin-related, and I'm just picking up on that now. But, uh, yeah, it's been really fun. Um, Me and Penny, we go to Orlando uh, or Memphis, and we kind of just – that's the first three episodes is us just doing those two cities. Uh And then I go to Tallahassee, uh, Florida, from Orlando to meet up with the Nickelback city that never sleeps. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, anyway, it's just fun. I just think right now there's a lot of serious stuff going on and sure. people just need something light and this is that for them. So, uh, check it out or don't, but if you do, we might get picked up for our third season. They did already green light a second preemptively. They're that excited about it. Um, what's the ideal number of seasons you guys would like to have? It's on free form, by the way, uh, if you guys have that. That's disappointing. Well, <laughs> Uh, ideal number of seasons, five, obviously. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway. It'd be fun if they got to four and you guys were really pushing the fifth season and they were like, we're, we're pulling the plug on this project. It's, I, I, I'm excited to get to the second season because throughout the whole first season, we didn't even find a nickel. So hopefully the next one we will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Let's this. move on to... <gasps> What takes me out of the movie? What takes me out of the flick? Jana, what takes you out of the movie? The mom teacher bird bitch. Amen. What takes me out of the movie? (laughs) That's it. You have nothing else. Keep going. You have nothing else. She's just. First of all, her character kind of just dies off in like half little little before half of the movie and it's also just like you're fucking creepy dude mm. all right fair enough kyle what takes you out of the movie uh rob cordry takes me out of the movie <gasps> from 2007 I to got a 2000 yardstick. <laughs> you wish you want 
You wish you wish you could do so much you could do anything? No. Kyle, what takes you out of the movie? <laughs> um, from 2007 to 2011, here's a list of Rob Corddry movies. Hot Tub Time Machine, Semi-Pro, Blades of Glory, Harold and Kumar, Guantanamo Bay, I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, The Heartbreak Kid, he was in Party Down, he was in Mad TV. That's four years of Rob Corddry roles before this about? movie. He plays the like tough yeah, the thug guy at, the at the party. And it's it totally took me out. This yeah. guy is not threatening. No. He's a right. funny character actor in comedies. Asshole. He's also a bald. Sort of. Yeah, that got you going. You literally you've seen him in twenty films being funny mm-hmm. and not like hard at all. So I thought it was a terrible job casting. Whoever cast this movie should be fired Whoa. and ashamed. Ed Helms remembering the lesson about birds from when he was twelve Ooh. took me out of the movie. You would totally do that. Sure. <laughs> yeah, we talk sure. about fucking crows all no, no, the time. No, no, but I don't like. Yeah, fucking saw... crows. <laughs> we like, talk I... about fucking crows, bro. Like I'd remember the fact for sure, but I wouldn't be like if I saw my sixth grade teacher and be like, "You taught me about Corinthian columns and like the Greek." You know? I feel like you would. You would though. if you were in love with her. You've got one of the best memories, Mr. McAteer. <laughs> You remember I the small exchange at WVA where two guys just, that you know, funny slid a smut. Key I know, but I'm saying I think you have stories <laughs> from sixth grade that you remember that you could recant vividly. Okay. Jana, what takes you out of the movie? I already told you. Nobody cares. <laughs> Let's move on to McMulligans. Kyle McMulliganess. McMulliganess. Okay. McMulliganess. Um, Aaron liked this show a lot. Superfan Matt Bailey it's liked this show a lot. What? Well, I'm going to tell you. You don't like it. Devin what? hates it. Uh, there's a TV show. Season one came out in 2008. One of my favorite shows. The Life and Times of Tim. Yes. I do like that show. No matter how struggle and strive, I'll never get out of this world alive. Uh, Devin hates it, but there's an episode in season one, Cincinnati, where Tim goes on a business trip (laughs) and he meets this like older hot tub, you know, sleazy salesman. And it's fucking hilarious. That came out three years before this. It felt like they watched that episode and they were just like, hey, let's make this a movie, but let's put Ed fucking Helms in it. So it's like, just make the Life and Times of Tim episode. Talk about the trip and they go to the natty? Yeah, it's so (laughs) funny, dude. Oh my God. And the John C. Riley character like is in that episode as the guy. Like, no matter how struggling I've never been out of this world alive. No matter how struggle and strive, I'll never get out of this world alive. So my McMulligan is just make the Life and Times of Tim an hour and a half episode. Another Let's Nick do that. vehicle. Yeah. yeah. No, and they, they even call him Timbo in the movie. Yeah, they do. Like, that's yeah. his nickname that's in guess. the show. Good call. It's fucking yeah. so similar. Mm. Yeah. My McMulligan. Up there, didn't you? I would have liked to see Sigourney show her weavers. Mm. Ooh. 
You know? Mm-hmm. She shows him in Trading Places. Yeah. Not she that does. great. Yeah. Trading Places. No, that's Trading Spaces. Whatever. No, that's also Previously not that. on Kyle Found a Nickel. Yeah, Living yeah, Space. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's not Trading Spaces. <laughs> Jana McMulligan. Just give the freckle bitch more stuff to do. Okay. Like what? I just feel like. You want her performing magic tricks inside the yeah. hotel? No, I just feel like her and bitch, bitch teacher mom bird was like. They both had just, it was like, what was the point of having you in this movie? You didn't really do much. The movie has so many plot lines that don't really matter. Yeah. That's what bothers me. Yes. It's so inconsequential, yeah. everything that happens. Yes, Like, I she agree. was intended, I think, to be like, a, oh, he's getting out of his comfort zone. But, like, yeah. no, no Nothing no, happens. Don't care. Yeah. Don't care. Nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares. Let's move on to... Sending out a SOS. I'll send an SOS to the world. I'll send an SOS. Kyle. SOS. I'd like to see an Give origin. Give me some ethanol. SOS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an S and I'll put an O and an S right back at you. Uh, I'd like to see an origin story for origin. Tim Lippy. Origin. I would. I would like okay. to see it. Uh, obviously, I want to see the grotesque accident that we already talked about with his dad at the uh, sawmill. Like, I want to see what the fuck happened there. Yeah, yeah. But I also want to see ages 6 through 16 because we learned that in the movie, his mom died when he was 16 also. Mm. So, like... How'd she die? She fucking killed herself, but I want to see what she led did? up to it. I'm just assuming she's raising Ed Helms as a uh, kid. That guy yeah. sucks, you know? Yeah, yeah. Her husband has died in a sawmill accident. Mm. She definitely killed herself. Mm-hmm. I just don't Maybe know how. Maybe it was actually a sawdust accident. We don't know. Maybe it mm. was at the sawdust festival. The big on bucket Beach. of sawdust, he fell in it, suffocated. Interesting. Yeah. But how did the wife kill herself? That's what I want to know. Like a Freddie she's the Prince one who Jr. Set him up to fall into the sawdust. Or a Freddie Prince Sr., how'd she do that? Yeah, I think he just shot himself. But how did the mom do it? She uh, she cut her wrist with a butter knife, so it would take a really long time oh, and be really painful. That had to hurt. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, so, uh, yeah, I want to see the butter <laughs> knife suicide and f- the dad dying at the sawmill. Uh, that's that's my uh, SOS okay. origin. Yeah. Uh, my SOS is a sequel where Tom Lennon doesn't die. He faked his death. Got mm. it. Uh, he actually choked, but he lived. He was rescued by this Vietnamese village. Uh, he couldn't speak for years, and they trained him in these martial arts. And uh, eventually he learned to speak again or learned to communicate again, effectively. Yeah. And now he had all these karate skills. And he has to take a kid all the way to Reno mm. for some reason. It's drug-related, uh-huh. you know, because he's uh-huh. into some freaky shit. Yeah. yeah. He gets to Reno. He decides... This life of crime, not for me. I want to be on the other side. This I life wanna... of crime, not for me. <laughs> he says, this life of crime, not for me, man. Oh, you big, you big strong insurance guy, man. Oh, yeah, you know, I'm no insurance man. I'm no, I'm no drug guy. I want to be a policeman. <laughs> so he signs up for the police department. He gets really high shorts. Hmm. And we're in Dorino 911. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So <laughs> he's basically just the assistant coach from Waterboy. And he just says... You can do it. That's exactly what I was basing that (laughs) off of, yeah. The water boy assistant coach. Madula oblongada. Uh, uh, Jana, SOS. A sequel, and it's going to be called Joan's Depressing Life. And it's just about what her life is really like when she goes back home to her husband she doesn't love. 
And her he's always on the road playing in the NBA. Slowly separating from her more and more. And how she, her only source of joy is going to insurance conferences and fucking beige, white, middle-aged, boring men. Yeah, but you would have been into that if he was bald. Give Jana a bald man and a bottle of canola oil and she will do dirty things. Stop. (laughs) So you want to rub the oil all over my bald head? (laughs) I'm a big toe. Named Waddy. Listen, this is how Camilla used to do it. You heat up the oil and then you rub it on the dome. Okay. There's these Frank Thomas commercials for eugenics, and he's so bald, and every time it comes on, she says, man, he's good looking. I would do bad things to that Frank Thomas guy. His head looks like a cocoa-dusted truffle. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that gets Janet going. She's hungry already. Look at that. Mm. (laughs) Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Now we're going to turn our attentions to ex-local fanboy Michael Hillary for Magic Mike's Main Minute. Hey, Michael, you're on with the five guys flicking around crew. How you doing, buddy? My crown was passed to me by my brother and my father before him. I was born to be a king. It is my birthright given to me by God. You cry for the common man, and in the same breath, you curse the crown that protects him. You dare to question my reign and the lineage of kings who have reigned before me, the great Amaranthine royalty of Aquitaine, who forged this land from barbarian hordes and made it noble and pure, who gave it order, meaning, and even faith to thousands of years of loyal subjects And it is all now questioned by you. And we are forced to sign your precious Magna Carta, forced by you. A wool merchant! I am the blood! I am God's right hand! And you will never dictate to me how I am to be a king! Let's move on to genre swap. All right, I'll tell you what you do. Pull the old switcheroo! My genre swap is an episode of The Wire where they're uncovering uh, the corrupt nature of the Yasmis. They go into Lennon's death and how it was staged and he was actually suicided. The meth thing at the party, that's tied into it somehow. Mm. Yeah, it's a Wire episode of them figuring mm-hmm. out this. I've never seen The Wire, so I, I wouldn't watch it, but I would like hope to watch it because I know it's going to be really good. Genre, what's your Janice swap? I thought the movie could just stop at the party scene and turn into a horror th- movie where it just turns into like a torture chamber of a bunch of like meth heads and everyone's fucking each other and it's it's just a lot of meth people with three teeth fucking each other I'd watch that nine, you know no that's that's, that's gross I'm yeah. in I, like I went that. six to nine just now yes <laughs> Kyle genre swap um, I don't want to see this movie, but I just want to point out that it already exists. This is a real movie um, starring a 5GFA cast member, which will not be named. But uh, we just want to raise awareness about a porn parody called Cedar Crapids. Oh. It's a scat film uh, that puts the poo and poon, uh, and it stars Larry Stockton. So seek that out if you're into that kind of thing sure um yeah let's move on to blu-ray price jana zero that is a lawnmower man jeff fahey award zero dollars for cedar rapids from jana price huh no 
it was funny. I don't need to see it again. That's it. Kyle, Blu-ray price. She loved Without a Paddle. She said, if I found coins in my car, I would buy it. Not mm-hmm. for this movie. Nope. My Cedar <laughs> Rapid price oh. is Jesus. a two-diamond award-winning price. Where a diamond equals a dollar, two dollars. Okay. 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 <laughs> that was fun. You just dropped a deuce on us. Mm-hmm. My price is fourteen ninety nine. It was gonna be a lot higher because I really like this movie. Why not fifteen? I always do a ninety nine. Hmm. <laughs> ninety nine. That's what I just wanted to say. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. For those of you who don't know, I have OCD, and when I was little. I would make my mom promise me every single night that I was going to die at 99 years old. Not 100, but 99. It got to the point where I would just look at my mom and look at her and go, 99? And she would look at me back and go, 99. It used to be before that, like, promise me I'll live to be 99 years old. And it got so diluted to the fact where it was like finger guns at bedtime. 99? 99. And then my dad... Ruined it by saying, we don't know when the fuck she's going to die. She could die in a car accident the next day. And then I was like, I have no control over my fate in my life. And then that's when the depression hit. Let's move on to... Uh, I put, I don't care about him. I don't, I, f- I think it's fine. That McSullivan you... or Ed Helms? No, McSullivan. Oh. The stories that you guys come up with are so Jana told me earlier today, she was like, I hate McSullivan. I did not say that. You said, what are you going to do for McSullivan? And I said, I'm going to make a statement. And you said, oh, God. That's not what happened at all. Yes, it is. I said, what are you going to do? She was like, I really hate McSullivan. And then later, I was like, what did you come up with? And you're like, I'm going to make a statement. And it was like, we don't need your fucking. I never fucking said that I hated it. Can you tell us any character? (laughs) Your statement was saying you hate McSullivan. No, I said I don't care about him. Can you tell (laughs) us any segment or thing we do that you love? I just, I'm, I just, I'm, I just. You don't listen. And it's apparent. Where does what city is he in? I don't know, Detroit. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> See, fuck you. <laughs> what? Who's his partner? His name's like Russ or something. It is Russ. <laughs> is it? No. Why did you want to hurt us today? Yeah. What was your motive? You felt here? like destroying something beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I think this does work as a McSullivan vehicle. Oh, Before do you continue, you? I wanted to say. Good for you, Jana. Don't fucking interrupt. Your time's over. You're done doing your statement. It's our turn now, and you just have to sit back and listen to something you don't enjoy. I think this does work as a McSullivan vehicle. I like how like confident and kind of yeah. just nuanced you sound right now. Oh, I forgot Kyle still has to go too. On it, like you can leave. Yeah, you- just get out <laughs> of here. Like we don't need you chastising us. So I think this does work as a McSullivan vehicle. Mm. 
Sam Elliott McSullivan has represented the New Orleans Police Department in the Best Cop Awards in CD Fapids for the last 20 years. He had won the previous three years and was was expected to win again until he tragically died while Swedish tobogganing a much younger girl. Mac is forced to attend the awards in his father's place. When Pops hears about this, he says, I can never let McSullivan go to CD Fapids alone. I'm coming too. Literally? Yeah, well. well. <laughs> okay, all right. While at the airport, Mac bangs a brunette TSA agent, and on the plane, he bangs the lady pilot who happens to be blonde. Mm. At the hotel, McSullivan is craving his strawberry to complete his trifecta. What was that move called? Neapolitan. No, the McSullivan. Oh, sorry. The uh, color wheel? The color wheel, yeah. yeah. He's got to complete his color wheel. He goes to the fitness center to try to buy some cocaine and runs into a busty redhead named Sherry, who won't stop talking about her kids and Rick Fox. Mm. Mac tells her he doesn't want to hear her life story, and they bang. After he gives her her cream sherry, <laughs> the next day Pops tells Mac that he's been investigating the awards, and he found out that Sam Elliott McSullivan has been bribing his way with meth to the Best Cop Award the past three years. Mac meets a prostitute and forces her at gunpoint to take him to a meth party. At the party, Mac steals the exact amount of meth required to bribe his way to the Best Cop Award. He wins, and Nola rejoices. Wow. The end. I like that he won. Kyle, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Absolutely. It's Sunday morning, Mac's day off, and we see him put cocaine, mayonnaise, and hard-boiled eggs in a blender so he can make his weekly cocaine salad sandwich (laughs) Jesus, as he does every Sabbath. Just as he's about to take a bite, he hears a knock at his door. A solicitor is selling air purifiers. I knew you were going to fucking do that. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Just as he's about to take a bite, he hears a knock at his door. A solicitor is selling air purifiers, and Mac thinks it may be good to get one since McSullivan has no air conditioning or laundry in his building, and the musk is becoming quite unbearable. (laughs) Mac waits a week for his air purifier, and nothing comes. He waits another week. It's 311. No, it's 312 now. Stop. Oh, fuck. I tried to get the We will put thing. in 311 here, though. That sucks. That was, all right. All right. That was, that's a good omen, though. Yeah, it's yeah. like 311 while I'm reading this. Okay. Uh, so, Mac waits a week for his air purifier. Nothing comes. He waits another week. Nothing comes to his apartment. Mac oh, no. has been duped, and he is committed to stopping this con artist and recouping his 1999. Mac spends night after night trying to catch this shyster, but comes up empty-handed. At wit's end, McSullivan decides he needs to take extreme measures, and rather than asking for help, McSullivan tells the police station he got an anonymous tip that there's a bomb that will detonate in one hour unless they catch the perpetrator who Max says told him on the phone was a door-to-door salesman of air purifiers. (laughs) He gets the sketch artist in the station to render a drawing based on Max's memory, and they use that to cross-reference their database and find the bomber is a 45-year-old family man with no priors named Ernie Flanders. Wow! (laughs) The SWAT team, led by McSullivan, raids Ernie Flanders' house and detains him while his wife and children watch in horror. McSullivan plants an even tinier bomb in Flanders' jacket pocket while he handcuffs him. Flanders, confused and recognizing McSullivan, asks him why he's doing this. Max says, Because you never gave me my air purifier, you sick bastard. 
That's when Flanders says Mac opted to pick it up at the warehouse on the form he filled out and tells McSullivan that he scoffed at the $2.99 shipping fee they charged. <laughs> Mac, thinking this all makes sense but is in way too deep, screams, Flanders has another bomb! <laughs> and opens Flanders' jacket, revealing the device he planted, and the SWAT team shoots Flanders over 50 times in the chest. Mac has awarded the Medal of Valor for his role in saving the city from one of the most inexplicable terrorist threats they've ever seen. And the movie ends with McSullivan going to the warehouse where his air purifier is waiting for him. Yes. <laughs> when he talked about uh, the anonymous tip, how many girls has McSullivan given an That's anonymous an tip anonymous to? anonymous tip, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Janet, you want to try again? Does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? That'll do it for this episode of Five Guys Flicking Around. Hope you're enjoying June C. Riley. We're excited about this month. Mm-hmm. We want to thank Jana Price for joining us today. Gracias, gracias, gracias. Jana, you got anything coming up cool on the pod, on the Jana the Planet podcast you want to plug or talk about? Yeah. Um... We should sign her up for improv classes so she gets better <laughs> at Fuck this. you, dude. <laughs> no. You dumb bitch. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I'm just tired, okay? Do be on the lookout for new episodes of Toth coming soon. Doobie? Mm. Doobie. Uh, you can find that one on anywhere except Apple Podcasts. Mm. We're not, not on that platform. Not most, you can't find it most places. And a lot of red tape there. It's on Spotify. Oh. A lot of red tape. You can find it there. Yeah. Um, Bye. Mm-hmm. Look what I have created. I have made fire. I have made fire. Think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed Keep no more. the talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Without bullets. All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go, I'm bored, let's go. Religiously, birth starts at conception. Don't tell them. Where are you going? I'm having a salad, and then I realized that I need more carbs, so I made toast. (laughs) Mmm. Have you ever had the uh, frozen Texas toast? so good oh next time you're at the grocery store and you're in the frozen aisle just grab a box of the texas toast it's so good oh, oh okay it's so good oh one two three down your hole uh, how long would these have to be one of my mm-hmm. by far one of my favorite movies of all time the best friend porn star he, he's got the voice of a puppet that came to life <laughs> I love to swallow butthole jokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's a lady of the night. Lady of the night. You talking about freckle, bitch? I mean, I'm going like a dozen a night. Just like 
brilliant with what he says. No, 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 no. Is she a <laughs> prostitute? Val Kilmer plays Doc Holliday. You ate like two pounds of nuts yesterday and you were like, I think I'm sick because I ate so many nuts. <laughs> I couldn't poop for like two days. <laughs> yeah. Them as in anyone who identifies as them they nuts. Or them. By Jana Price and the Small Dick Boys. <laughs> My my mind just went. I wrote um, Captain Butterscotch. I don't know what that means. I'm yeah, pretty funny. sure I did that in third grade. <laughs> did you fart? Of course I did. <laughs> Diamonds. Unbelievably creepy. That really tickles Orange's fancy. Mm. Rodeo loafing. Look that one up. Sounds fun. <laughs> Rodeo loafing, everybody. Don't care either way. I did like the anorexic. Uh, girl with the yeast infection. <laughs> yeah, you did like that. That was, that was, that was good. What was, was the joke? joke? Uh, it was like, what do you call an anorexic with a yeast infection? Quarter pounder with cheese. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>